Welcome everyone, this is Tim, this is Matt, and this is Belly Up to the Par, the podcast where we play disc golf, listen to the band Belly, and tell you about it. So, this came about because uh, myself and Fancy have been running through the top 100 soundtracks of the 90s in our office, and a name keep com- kept coming up. The name was Belly. Don't really remember them from the 90s. But I remember my brother owning an album, and Matt and I were already talking about doing some sort of music-based podcast, and I couldn't resist once I came up with the name Belly Up to the Par. The decision was made. Yeah, it fit pretty well. (laughs) So, Matt, what is your history with the band Belly? Never heard of them, and, like, I guess they were banned in the 90s, so... I I mean, I grew up in the 90s listening to music from the 90s. Kind of a surprise to me that I never heard of the band. I have two faint memories of the band. Like I said, my brother definitely owned uh, their first album, Star, without a doubt. Pretty definite. He begged my parents to let him stay up late to watch them on either Letterman or Conan. Because back then, a band like Belly would be on those type of shows. And he did. He got to stay up and watch it. But that's all I remember about him. So, in case you're like us and know next to nothing about the band Belly, uh, they were formed in 91 by Tanya Donnelly. She was in The Throwing Muses and in The Breeders, which, The Throwing Muses, I remember the name. I'm pretty sure at some point I had music of theirs, but it doesn't leave a mark. And then The Breeders, of course, I think nearly everyone in the 90s would know them just from Cannonball. That might be the only thing I know from them. Yeah, I I actually like the song uh, Iris. I think that was off their first album, but I don't remember correctly. That's probably my favorite Breeders song. There were four members, Donnelly on vocals and guitar, Fred Abong on bass, who was also from the Throwing Muses, uh, Tom Gorman on guitar, and Chris Gorman on drums. They all attended the same high school in Rhode Island. According to Donnelly, Belly started as a side project while she was still with the Breeders, but Kim Dill signed on to tour with the Pixies for a year, and she just, in her own words, got antsy and decided to go ahead and leave the Breeders and make Belly her full-time project. She told WXPN at the time of leaving the Breeders that it was super weird and super risky. Uh, breeders were somewhat on the rise at that time, so starting something new when you got something that's already kind of popular. A lot of it was the fact that Fred A. Bong had also left the Throwing Muses, and she had wanted to perform with the Gorman Brothers for years, so she brought both those or those three guys in. Uh, according to her, the band was named Belly because the word is both pretty and ugly. So they released two albums in the 90s, Star in 93 and King in 95. They then reformed in 2016 for a reunion tour, which led to this year's release of Dove. Uh, to kind of give you an idea of Matt and I's musical history, our tastes, before we delve into this listening tour, uh, I asked him, and I also came up with my top five bands of, and we each got to chose our top five bands category. So Matt, what did you have going? Uh, I ended up with the top five bands that I listened to growing up that I still find myself listening to now. Really long title. I know. Weird Al is probably number five. Nice. Bush. Bush? With Serene? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> That's rough, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I really hate Bush, by the way. I, uh, but I was older than you in the 90s. Yeah. So to people that were on, like, you probably closer to your age when Nirvana released, Bush was just sellout city. Like, everybody fucking hated Bush. Yeah. Then again, I saw a punk band cover a song of theirs, and everybody went nuts. So I think secretly everyone loved Bush. Right. <laughs> the band Tool? God, I hate Tool, too. <laughs> I don't know if it's the music or just... nostalgia. Just... 
just nostalgia for the music videos that are just so right. weird. They're really not that bad. I don't hate them, but I, I wouldn't listen to them independently. Right. Metallica. Everything. Kill them all and before is great. Yeah. And specifically, I like Symphony of Metallica, but just because of the addition of all of the orchestral right. sound. Well, to be honest with you, I read one time that somebody's like, at least you're not one of those assholes that says things like, Kill them all is the they were good before kill them all or whatever like what I just said, but it is how I actually feel about Metallica. Yeah. But when I saw that, I laughed my ass off. Like yeah, I'm that guy. Uh, and finally, System of a Down. I don't mind System of a Down actually. I first heard them because I had a buddy who moved back to Kentucky after living in Florida for a few years, and uh, we we went to a lot of shows as teenagers. And at that point, we were both I had like 19, 20 when he came back. Yeah. System of Down was his band. Like, he was selling it to everybody, and we all bought it. They're yeah. solid as shit. Yeah, they are. I saw them at Knotfest one time. Was nice. it? No, it wasn't them. It was just the, the singer. The was singer first. Yeah, but it wasn't like it was that fucking different. Right. All right, so my top five was top five bands of the last five years. Oh. So these are the bands I've listened to the most in the last five years. Uh, I did have to make a quick edit right before we start recording, because... Matt had briefly mentioned Weird Al to me, and I said, shit, now that you said that, so I have a different one. Uh, so if you've ever listened to Frisky Disc before, and it's episode 24, if you're listening now, you probably listen to some other episodes. I would hope. You two is on the list. <laughs> I will not go any further, because I know I've talked about them on the, lot, on the podcast a lot. Uh, next was Jawbreaker, which I listened to a ton of, which also ties back to you two, because they had a cover of With or Without You. Mm-hmm. Actually, they called it With or Without You 2, and it was kind of a... They melded three different pop songs together into a punk rock cover. It's really good. I'd recommend it. Their two original demos are available free pretty much everywhere. Like, they release them themselves. It's quality stuff. Uh, We the Heathens. That would have been the last three years I've been listening to them. The Jawbreaker won last five years straight. I've just listened to them all the time. We the Heathens was in the last three. Uh, Folk Punk from Wisconsin. I don't really know what to compare it to. Just... If you've ever heard of folk punk, you probably would get an idea of what I'm talking about. Less soloish folk punk, more a band, just to clarify. The next one that I had to add to the list after Matt reminded me, Don't Stop or We'll Die. They're a comedy band. I've listened to them for sure the last two years. And then lastly was the Melvins, which I think I've talked about previously on the podcast. May have been one of my maximum faves of 2018. I think maybe going to see them. Yeah, I think the show was. Yeah. And yeah, Melvins, I've listened to them my whole life. Now, I probably appreciated them more in the last five years than I did when I was, like, mid-90s. Because they weren't at the top of my list then. But within the last ten, probably, that's when they kind of creeped up on me. Like, oh, shit, I, I should have been listening to more Melvins the whole time. So, yeah, kind of like I said at the top of the show, we're going to listen to these albums while we play disc golf. And afterwards, kind of talk to you about the albums. For our next episode, because we're not doing the reviews today, uh, we're going to review side A of the Star album. Uh, I had to look up what the LPs were broken up as to know what side A, side B is. But I think if we do half an album each time we play, it gives us an opportunity to maybe listen to each song twice or close to it. So we get a real, we can form a real opinion about these songs. Uh, so it's going to be Someone to Die For, Angel, Dusted, Every Word, Geppetto, Witch, Slow Dog, and Low Red Moon. You can pick this album up at everywhere. You can buy albums, iTunes, Amazon Music. I think the general price was nine fifty eight, nine fifty nine, some weird number like that. So if you want to play along, you don't own the album, you can do that. Or hit up your local record store, specifically used record stores, because you will surely find it there. 
Another thing we kind of wanted to discuss today was uh, Matt played a new course without us, and we actually haven't had a chance to talk about it on the regular Frisky Disc podcast. Beginning of July, I was out in California visiting family. Ended up going disc golfing at, I believe it was Regency Disc Golf Course in Sacramento. In Sacramento. I was going to ask what city you were. Yeah. Uh, it's a little nine-hole course. Ended up playing it twice. Really nice, wide-open holes. I mean, standard issue of no bathrooms. Oh, man. But, even in California? Yeah. <laughs> but, it, I mean, it's just a small city park, so I'm sure most of the people that go are from, like, the housing complex nearby. Right. They didn't um, even have, like, shelters, like, those kind of things for bathrooms? Yeah. Jesus. No, it looked like it was just a disc golf course. Right. Well, that's somewhat strange, I guess. Skill level-wise, what is there a course in Des Moines you could compare it to skill level-wise that you think would be a close match? I'd compare it to Cravaro. Would you? Which, we're out here at Cravaro today, by the way. Yeah. I so. mean, less trees at Regency, but generally pretty short holes, pretty, I mean, well-maintained. A couple of the tee pads were a little overgrown, but... Oh, yeah. Honestly, you don't see that much around here. No. Overgrown tee pads at all. But I have seen pictures on Twitter of other areas, and it's like, oh, yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad I don't live there. Yeah. She has get off my ass and maintain it, but... Who's got time for that? Were the trees like redwood style or? No, they were more. I mean, like like stuff we see here. Yeah. Yeah. Anything as far as the environment that would differentiate it from playing in Des Moines? Not really. (laughs) Not Not, not as far as like. (laughs) Just thinking back, like the grass was more yellow, but they're going Uh, through a drought out there. So. Yeah. Poor bastards. Also, wildfires. Yeah. Is your brother near there? Wildfires? Uh, No. Actually, mom's probably closer, but still, it's pretty far away still from pretty them. Far. Well, that's good to hear that family's safe. Yeah. Uh, your brother hadn't played in a long time, right? Not since college, which for him was a long time ago. <laughs> Can you give an estimate? 15 years for college? <sighs> Thank God he's older than me. <laughs> 31, he's 37. Well, then, oh, I guess it gets, damn it, I'm older than him. <laughs> Got me by three. So, yeah, 37, 38. How did each of you do in general on the course? I'm sure your brother probably wasn't keeping scores since he was just... No, it, since he was just new. I don't know that even I kept score really close, but I three, four over like a normally, I mean... So you're normal. Yeah, my normal for the short nines that we play here at Cavaro. Right on. Uh, I guess that's about all we have for today's episode. Uh, I did want to do something really quick. So two weeks from now will be Frisky Disc number 25. We did something a little different, uh, and we you know, kind of want people to listen to it yeah. and hope you enjoy it. Uh, other than that, thanks for listening, and we hope to have you listen to us again here on Belly Up to the Park. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at Frisky Discs. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find your podcasts.